Now, it's time for 2010 National Sports Writer of the Year, Peter King, from MMQB on the NFL on TuneIn. Peter, as always, we appreciate the time. What's your sense of the early takeaways from the owners' quarterly meetings, which are ongoing today in New York City, the NFLPA involved as well today? Well, I'm sitting here in lower Manhattan right now at said meetings, and... Uh, you know, the two takeaways so far, because I don't think anything of great substance is likely to happen. I'm not saying it's impossible, but uh, I think that uh, there was a positive meeting between 13 players and 10 owners this morning uh, up in Midtown Manhattan at the NFL offices. Um, some good dialogue, fertile dialogue, I was told, that uh, that the two sides – We've had a lot of differences, uh, the players and owners. Uh, the union boss and the commissioner don't get along well, but I think uh, this was a profitable meeting today. Um, the, 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 the point about these meetings that we're dealing with right now, um, I'm not sure that it's logical to think that in the span of a day and a half of meetings that the owners can come up with any sort of policy that would lay the groundwork with players um, <clears throat> to make a solid national anthem ruling. Um, Eric Reed of the 49ers said this morning that he's probably going to continue kneeling for the anthem. Uh, so uh, when you when you hear that, you say, well, it's unlikely then that, that there's going to be the kind of ruling coming out of these meetings that – could stem this problem. So I still think that we're dealing with a situation that, uh, that is, uh, that I, I'm, I don't know how long it is away from being solved, but it's still, uh, it's still some time before this is going to be solved. Peter, obviously we, we've seen politics creep into the game of football uh, and then sports in general. And we know Politics and sports is like oil and water. It truly just does not mix. Um, what do you think is a perfect world when it comes down to the National Football League and its players? Because at one time, it was just Colin Kaepernick. All of a sudden, the words said by our president, attacking the players for kneeling, now crept into the league to now everyone end up taking a knee, even the, even the owners. And now all of a sudden, it's trying to find that happy medium to now, let's just say, cut that out to an extent and try to find another way to approach the things that they're having their differences with and things that they're unhappy with in society. So what, what do you think is the, the most perfect place, if you can think of something quickly, uh, on, on what can make this thing suffice? My, my feeling, Cordell, is that the NFL needs to prove, like Roger Goodell co-wrote a letter today or wrote a letter in support with Doug Baldwin about sentencing guidelines uh, for uh, legislation in Congress right now. And this is one of the issues that a lot of players in the league feel very strongly about. There are issues, <clears throat> there are issues like <clears throat> improved relations with police officers, with, um, you know, with, with uh, less harsh sentences um, for nonviolent criminals particularly in inner cities. And I think those are the kind of things that players are, are passionate about. And, and this is really different from a lot of, I mean, Colin Kaepernick's issues were focused 
immensely and very directly on um, on police uh, on bad police officers. And I think people like Doug Baldwin, Malcolm Jenkins, Chris Long, they're people who have other intentions. Okay, like Doug Baldwin told me that, you know, he wants to see the D.A.R.E. program reinstituted and improved in school systems around the country. I mean, and that is building a bridge between the police and citizens. It's not being negative toward the police. And I think so. I I really think that what the what the players want to see is some consistent, um, you know, consistent action on, on behalf of the league and action that would show that. This is not necessarily a divided, divisive uh, relationship between players and owners that there has been for so long in the past. Peter, let's wrap it up with a quick thought connected to matters on the field. I enjoyed your latest column, and just like you, we hand out our weekly power rankings. Can I borrow your bold pick of the Texans in the top five? How did you get to that conclusion? Oh, I I mean, yeah, honestly, you know, I was watching a lot of the games, and for a while I was watching Red Zone, and Scott Hansen, at one point, the beautiful throw from um, uh, from Watson to Fuller for a touchdown. You know, I, after that throw, uh, Scott uh, Scott Hansen said what I was thinking. You know, right now I don't think there's an offense in the NFL playing any better than Deshaun Watson and the Texans. How stunning a remark is that? Would anybody have said that before this year on the on the heels of the embarrassing? Uh, play by Brock Osweiler on the heels of naming, uh, you know, uh, naming a starter before this year that the vast majority, Tom Savage, a vast majority of people hadn't even heard of and it had no skins on the wall. But, but the, you know, the Texans right now, to me anyway, are one of these teams that when I look at them, I say, tell me, how are you going to stop them? And what a beautiful ball that Deshaun Watson throws downfield. So to me, I'm, uh, I'm bullish right now on the Texans, and I think they're going to be very, very hard to stop as long as they stay healthy on offense. Peter, as always, we value the insights. Enjoy your time in New York City, and we'll chat with you on Sunday on NFL First and Goal. Thank you very much, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.